had this bill gone through and it was very, very close, I'll get to that in a second, any website that is on the internet in Israel, any website from news websites to blogs to individual, you know, privately owned websites to websites of NGOs, Facebook, Twitter, absolutely anything could be censored by the government if they felt that it broke any single law in Israel's penal code and it could be done. You're laughing because you said penal. Yeah, of course. Everyone laughs when anyone says penal ever. Yeah. I I love the penal code. (laughs) It's a great, I hope that it's a big penal code. Yeah. This is the Mid-East Beast Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here once again with Raoul Woodliffe. Times of Israel, what's your um, new title? Do you have one? Uh, political correspondent. Uh, said like a true hero. <laughs> You're not a hero, Raoul. Um, you just wrote a sort of breaking news piece about social media, internet, websites, censorship, all of the above, about to... Be destroyed in Israel. Basically, I know, I just rambled because I can't really understand the piece except for the bottom line was we were about to get internet censored times a million in a way that any democracy has ever seen before. Yeah. Well, firstly, normally when I come on this podcast, I you destroy just, you. You just attack me. No, you don't destroy me. I, oh, I end up, let's be I, I come out with the upper hand. Oh, is that what you Clearly. call it when you lose? That's a very American <laughs> no, but, but outlook. But you just attack me for, you know, b- being a journalist. Me? Attack you for being a journalist? Said the journalist with fake news, yeah? Um, no, because obviously we are infallible. And, right, of course. And, the, you know, the last gate, gatekeepers of, you see of, how de- you of democracy. Even your voice couldn't get it. You trembled with fear. Anyway, in this case, I think this is a good example of how journalism can be a, a real force for good and helping to protect democracy, particularly Israeli democracy in this case, by being a gatekeeper and being a guardian to represent the people against laws that could either on purpose or by mistake be uh, be dangerous. In this case... Or um, by mistake. And well, that's what that's what this, what I think is Oops, astonishing about what happened here. I made a mistake and killed people in my law. Basically, um, what happened is there was a committee meeting that I was in that was the last of nine committee meetings over nine years dealing with what's been given the nickname the Facebook incitement law. Now if we remember 2015, 2016, lots of stabbings in Israel, lots of the stabbers put on, you know, selfies on Facebook beforehand and wrote how... uh, Hashtag. Yeah, I'm going to be a martyr, etc. And and there were Facebook posts about how to stab Jews and the best way to do it. And it was nicknamed the Facebook Intifada um, by some. Um, Whether or not that was true, I mean, there were various analysis pieces at the time that said that actually many of the people involved in this intifada don't have Facebook. Many Palestinian supporters don't have Facebook and I oh would follow it. Oh my gosh, that's so but not true. In any case... Look how many shares things got. In any case, you're right. It, a lot of these posts gained traction. And as a response, Israeli lawmakers pushed to right. have some sort of ability to take off or to ask Facebook or force Facebook to take off posts that they think could have or could incite violence against Jews or against Israelis. And this was mainly Facebook? This it, wasn't Twitter? It, at the time it was face, it was okay. spoken about Facebook, but the bill that developed Over dealt, years. dealt with social media. 
I'd been in some of these committee meetings following it a little bit. We'd written various news pieces throughout the years on it. Last Sunday, the bill came for its final approval in the committee ahead of a vote last week. Now, last week, the Knesset finished. They went on summer recess because so nice the Knesset members, you know, they, they were. They need a break. They, they obviously need a, a, a so three hard. and a half month break. In three the, and a half months? The so they. Uh, Is it paid? Just tell me it's paid so I can be angry. Of course. My tax money. <laughs> paid vacation. Well, they keep they, their cars? It's not, it's not quite vacation. They are still working for the mm. public meeting. But the mm. Knesset itself is not in ses- regular session. Okay, got it. So they were finishing lots of bills, finalising things before the end of the Knesset sitting, before they went to recess. And one of the bills they were ready to vote on was this. They finished it in, in committee. And I had spoken with a couple of experts, particularly people from the Israel Democracy Institute, which is a great organization and NGO that helps educate the public and helps lobby the Knesset members on behalf of democratic legislation, of increasing democracy in Israel, protecting democracy in Israel and stopping legislation that could weaken elements of Israeli democracy um, advance. Have they been asleep for a while because there's like a whole <laughs> issue with like gays and surrogacy well, and they're try- they're, women's rights. They're trying. It's, mm. an, it's an uphill battle. After the committee meeting, I was trying to understand the bill. I spoke to some of the Institute, Dr. Tahila Schwartz-Oldschuller, and she said to me that actually the bill wasn't just with Facebook. It dealt with all user-generated content on the internet. Now, user-generated content is kind of a... a vague term. A vague term. What does it mean? Yeah, what and does it, that mean? We, she explained it meant any website where the users of the website can publish their own information, okay. publish their own posts. So that yeah. would include, of course, Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram, but also YouTube. But Snapchat. also, I started to think, what does that definition actually mean? I worked, worked it out. Actually, it would include any website or web platform where individual users can put their own information. So, for example, Wix. Israeli. Which is a website hosting platform. Right. The users are putting up their own information, even though it's their own a whole website. Right. They're using another platform. It's mm. user-generated content. And then I thought, wait, this could also affect blogs, yeah. Like a blog like the Times of Israel, yeah, where I work, has a, I has a great blog platform that users can generate their own content for. Mm. And I thought, well, this is much more than just Facebook. This is a big deal. I did something which I should do every time I write a piece. And I try to as often as possible, but it's not always possible. I took the bill. I opened the, the legislation. Yeah, it must be. This was a big, long, complicated legislation about how authorities could request to take off certain information. They would have to go through an administrative court, how they could put a court order in to take off the information and, and how it would be under gag order and the, and the process involved. It was a long, long, long bill. And I started reading through it to understand where it could allow authorities to take off information from a blog platform. Yeah. I'm reading and I couldn't, I found a little bit about the internet here and I couldn't find anything on social media or blog platforms or user-generated content. I got to the end of it and I thought, I've missed something. So I went back and I read the definitions at the very beginning of the bill. Like a bill says, you know, in this bill, when we refer to the authorities, we mean the the, the state prosecutor you know, okay. or the government. And when we refer to a court, we mean an administrative court. And it said, when we refer to the internet, we mean, and there was a long definition of any website where users have a password or don't have a password, where they have to pay or don't have to pay, whether Anytime it's based they in, turn on a when, computer when or it's based phone. abroad or based, yeah. and basically it meant every single website. And I looked through every time that the bill ostensibly dealt with social media, it said the internet. And so it therefore referred to every website. So I called back the research that I'd been working with, these experts, and I said, wait, take a look at the bill. I think, maybe I'm wrong, I think it refers to the whole internet. 
She said, no, no, that's, that's not the case. So let, let me have a look. What is wrong now? Let, let, let me have a look. Tell me. So she has a look, and I start calling some of the Knesset members on the thing. I said, do you realise that this bill could refer to the whole internet? And like, no, of course not. The whole thing has been dealing with social media. I get a call back from the researcher who said, you're right. I, oh my God, I, he's got we, it. <laughs> We'd missed it. Everyone had missed it. They looked through the bill. The whole conversations over a year and a half have been dealing with social media. But the actual bill itself seemed to have no relation to those discussions. It dealt with the entire Internet, which would mean in practice, had this bill gone through and it was very, very close. I'll get to that in a second. Any website that is on the Internet in Israel, any website from news websites to blogs to individual you know privately owned websites to websites of ngos facebook twitter absolutely anything could be censored by the government if they felt that it broke any single law in israel's penal code and it could be done you're laughing to say penal yeah of course everyone laughs when anyone says penal ever yeah i I love the penal code (laughs) it's a great i hope that it's a big penal code yeah yeah it's comprehensive (laughs) Um, it's got balls yeah and the way they could take it off was going to an administrative court, which means that the person that posted doesn't have, get to defend themselves. It's a court where they just go to the judge and the judge makes a decision on their own. It Why could not? be under gag. with parking tickets too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be under gag order, which means that the public would have no idea wow. uh, to know about it. This is scary. Wouldn't even be able to report about it. Very timely. And the order to block it would be forever, which means that the government could potentially have the ability to take off information from the internet without the public ever being able to know that information ever went up and block it, including search results from Google. Whoa. So it would be gone. It would and be they gone. could just decide. And it sounds it like North been, Korea almost. It was, it's North Korea, Iran. China. China. It would have been the most extensive internet censorship laws in the Western world, by far. How does this by far. happen? So I wrote a piece on, on this. You know, I'm not trying to... Be a hero. Blow my own chauffeur. But you are. It's been blown. It was through other Knesset members and through other researchers. It just appeared that this is something that was missed. I started asking questions and trying to understand how this happened. Although I, you know, I'm a big cynic, part of my job is to be skeptical about the motivations of Knesset members. Yeah. It appeared to me that this was genuinely a mistake. Not even incompetence, just a mistake. Wow. You know, this is a new form of legislation dealing with the internet. Right. There hasn't really been a definition of what the internet is in, in Israeli law before. Right. And it just seemed that this was just a mistake. Right. And maybe right now the government didn't want to take away, you know, all of our ability to right. use the internet. But yeah. had jail. this law passed in the future, another, another government could. Through the questions that we at the Times of Israel asked When you say people, we, you mean you. No. You, like, wrote in the article, this journalist wanted more. Well, I didn't say it in that voice. I mean, that's how everyone's going to read it. No, no, other people were involved. Yeah. Um, and through the questions that we asked, various legal advisors to the Knesset got involved, and eventually the legal advisor to the government, the Attorney General, and literally hours before the bill was about to be voted on, the Prime Minister pulled the bill from the Knesset agenda. Hours before it was voted on, hours before the Knesset ended its, its, its summer session, because of the questions that were raised, wow. because it seems that there was a genuine misunderstanding and this bill could have allowed for huge internet censorship. Why do you think Bibi would pull this bill? Is he genuinely concerned for democracy or is he worried he won't be able to post stuff on Facebook? <laughs> well... <laughs> The Prime Minister likes posting yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, he gets um, really nervous. He can't share with the world how fake news is attacking he, his bum. As well as being a great user of social media, he's also a, 
a great critic of traditional media, just like yes. just like Trumpy. Donald Trump, yeah, good friend of his, yeah, they're bromancing, as they, as they often say. Netanyahu has, particularly over the last year, during a series of invest of corruption investigations into him, which the police have recommended he be indicted for. We talked about that, the 1,000 and 2,000. 3,000, 4,000, yeah. 5,000. Which are numbers that are just... The numbers of the, of the investigations. Cases that have no cases. reference points he, in video games. During these, these whole investigations and the media reporting on it, he's often taken to attacking the media. Yeah. Um, and there have been a number of legislative moves that he has put forward to help protect him, at least from police recommendations or from the public finding out about certain police recommendations. So it seemed that initially I thought, you know, this this seems kind of from his playbook. This is the yeah. type of thing that he would want to put through. Why did he stop it? I think ultimately this wasn't the intention of this bill. And through the questions that were raised, it became clear that this bill went far beyond that. And there was never an intention to try and silence the media through through this form of censorship. Although there are criticisms of how the government and Netanyahu treat the media, we do have free media in this country. We do have I mean, the speech. fact that you got to write the first story, you were able to investigate the way that you did, and Knesset members were asking you really just shows how freedom works and here. It's an example of how the system can work. Right. It doesn't always, but it can work under the system we have right now. And um, it seems like, you know, I, I'm not sure that Netanyahu himself was involved in the, you know, the going through the legislation it, yeah. and or went through it after these questions were made, were raised and looked at it and decided. I think there was a, a larger, you know, legal worries were raised with him. Mm. And it's not sure how this bill will be changed. We're yet to see whether... Now they're real, all on break. Yeah, well, eventually the bill will come back. I'm not yet to see whether there'll be real changes made to it. But in the meantime, it's certainly a, a victory for free speech. And as I said, shockingly, I titled the article How Israel Nearly Destroyed Freedom of Speech Online Without Even Knowing It. That's what's, what's the most shocking thing, that it That's nearly happened yeah. without us knowing it. We nearly... The Knesset nearly, by mistake, apparently, I mean, destroyed free speech. Doesn't that make you nervous about living in a country where, like, we're constantly almost going to war and like, oops, we pressed the wrong button and we blew up something? <laughs> like, these people are supposed to be leading us. That is literally their leadership. That is what defines them as government leaders. Like I said, you know, there's been various responses to this. Some of the responses on the article said, you know, it's disgraceful that Knesset members, you know, do this. It's hard to be proud of our Knesset members when they... I think in this case, it genuinely feels to me like... Uh, an honest a, mistake. An honest mistake, um, albeit a potentially devastating one. And in this case, some of the Knesset members that were involved and themselves admitted to making that mistake, for example, Knesset member Revital Swede from the Zionist Union, who was one of the people that initially proposed a bill like this, and she signed on as one of the one of the co-authors of this bill, she ended up putting on the pressure that took it off she the table in the end. She realized it was, the um, meaning had changed. So there is credit to yeah, lawmakers Ralph, that have been involved. When I, when I park in a place where I didn't understand the sign, I get a fine. Like, I don't just go, oh, was, I was just so confused. My day is so stressful. The kid shit her pants and I just was looking for a diaper. I didn't, I forgot to put on the meter and I'm fined. No one, no one cares. Yeah. And here's these guys. What do they win? A three and a half month paid vacation for your stupid mistakes after nine years. Don't you think that there should be more than just, it's nice that they apologized. It took a big person. We almost didn't have freedom of speech in this country, which we do value as a democracy, despite 
all the other issues. What is Israel always saying? We are the only Middle Eastern country that has democracy. You're right. I mean, thank you so much. I mean, we, this is this Can is I how have I the mean, upper hand. Well, you know, this is how we hold politicians accountable by writing about it and talking about it and, and giving them a break for three and a half months. If people don't like it, they can and should make those opinions known both through social media but also through elections. Which we will have eventually, quite soon. Potentially. Um, but you're right. Democracy's been described as the best of the worst options. There's uh, downfalls to democracy. It's certainly a cautionary tale as this explains yeah, this, and this, this story in, shows us. This happened also in America. I mean, they had the whole Facebook thing. I remember I was actually in America when the House got together and they were asking questions to Mark Zuckerberg, which, by the way, his voice is so weird. He was there and I'm like, why does he keep talking like that? Because like, he only uses Facebook. Yeah, it's like when you see him actually speak, you're like, who are you? How did you make so much money and come up with this? Maybe you didn't. Anyways, one of the guys who's like got to be 75 plus, one of the guys I say, but Senator, was like, I used your Facebook and you go in the settings and he was just like rambling as though he didn't understand it. I'm wondering is... When you say that they made an honest mistake, they don't understand the difference between what is internet, what is website, what is social media. I mean, they call it the Facebook half the time. Yeah, well, it's partly a generational gap. This is a fast-paced field, technology. Things are changing. Maybe the way legislation works isn't geared to keep up with that. So hopefully, with, with our freedom of speech, we can hold you know elected officials accountable and and try to to create a framework where mistakes like that are recognized and fixed and also by the way when you were talking about in the beginning of the whole idea of why the bill was started i mean that is also in and of itself terrifying meaning social media is a platform that is used to manipulate brainwash look at what isis has done with their videos people can't even tell is it real remember when they put the jordanian pilot on fire and people like it's not real look at the cameo work like this was shot really well done you don't know what is real or fake with social media it's so fast as you're saying but it does leave an imprint it does push people whether it's hashtag me too whether it's your seo right like where you google something where you like i i googled your name and then i saw you (laughs) in a stand-up you won it, didn't you? It was like I 2007. Stand up Raoul Whitliff. Look this up, everyone. Raoul no, Whitliff. Don't look up. It comes up right away, by the way. <laughs> and maybe that's, you know, the Knesset's way of getting back at you. Like, let's put this up before he's a journalist. <laughs> watching him do stand up from 2007. I'm a British guy. Great stand, I am. Great stand yeah. up, by the way. I'm not Mexican, I'm British. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other side of free speech, you know. What what do we allow? Yeah. I mean, like this podcast is allowed to be yeah. to be on the internet on face on Facebook. Some <laughs> would say that everyone should be forced to listen to it. Most would say that. It could be in a bill somewhere, you know, and no one's reading that like yeah, final it, one line forced. until Raoul ruins it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Okay, to end this, there's another Jew, and this is not to be mistaken with you, but the fat Jewish. He's an influencer, I know. Oh, in America. Yeah. The fat Jew. I think he's called the fat Jewish, but the fat Jew, whatever. Not Either the way. The fat Jewish. I'm telling you, literally called the fat Jew ish. Oh. Okay? So there's the another fat Jewish whose real name is Josh Ostrovsky, yeah. Yeah, that's so why he's another fat, fat Jew. Jewish. He just said, as an influencer, social media is dead, get a real job. Anyone who wants to be an influencer, which is a whole other side of this, which means that maybe we're worried about nothing. Did you think about that? Well, I mean, I, I, 
then all my work would be for nothing. I just did all this investigation and said, yeah, I mean, this journalist. Yeah, it's, it's cute to say things like that, but the internet is the platform that we, that we exist on today. The internet. But the influencer is saying that it won't be tomorrow. Maybe. That maybe. you should make real things. He's gone into yeah. fun wine. Yeah, but he also, thing, I mean, no. you know, he's also called the fat Jewish. Yeah. So are you saying not to take him seriously because he's a Jew? Are you racist? <laughs> are you a self-hating Jew, Ralph? I do hate myself, but it's got nothing to do with being Jewish. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for that's, breaking that's, this. That, I have to admit, that's a, that's a Larry David line. Ah, uh, you. Uh, and he also gets, fat Jewish also got in a lot of trouble for using other people's material. Okay. Nonetheless, he has 10 million followers. With or without that, he also apologized, by the way, and still remained famous. Raul, thank you as always. I know you've lost this one again, but you are still willing to come back and get your ass beat. That's why we keep having you on the show. Thank you to Scott Kahn for always editing this. He'll probably have to take Thank you, Scott. Yeah, he has to cut so much out of Raul just so... uh, And then Raul reads the whole thing and then he says, you guys cut this part out because I'm a good investigator. I know these things. For now, for now you can find us online. For now, at least Raul has saved us. Uh, you can still read the Mideast Beast online. You can find us on Facebook and you can listen to this podcast. You can get it on iTunes or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Any final thoughts, Raul? I'm sorry, that's all the time we have. This has been another episode of the Mideast Beast podcast.